Good evening, friends. Welcome to our Maundy Thursday evening service. My name is Anne Jacob. My name is Donna Pritchard. We're delighted that you have joined us here on this Holy Thursday, and also joining online as well. This evening, we invite you uh, to connect with us through our Connect card that you find in the bulletin uh, through a QR code, as well as a physical card in the pews if you're here in person. Uh, you can hover over the QR code in order to let us know that you are here, as well as share any of your prayer concerns that you might have so that Pastor Donna and I might hold you in prayer. If you are joining us online, we invite you to prepare uh, elements for communion so that you may partake with us later in the liturgy, as well as uh, perhaps a bowl of water and a towel uh, to participate in the remembrance of baptism liturgy later in the service as well. Friends, will you rise in body or spirit to join us in our call to worship? Come and remember the love of Jesus, gathered at table with his friends. We, we come, come to receive from Christ the bread of life, the cup of blessing. Come, receive the tender service Christ offers each of us. We come to receive the challenge of the new commandment, love one another. We come to travel with Jesus the way of the cross so that our Easter Alleluia will take on new meaning. Let, Let us worship, worship together. together. We welcome you to join us in our opening hymn.
please be seated. In a few minutes, my friends, we will hear the story of Jesus washing the disciples' feet on the night of his betrayal and arrest. It is a story of deep intimacy and sacred connection. It is also a story about human resistance to God's grace and our discomfort with the ways that Jesus demands the disruption of hierarchies. And in this story, Simon Peter first objects to Jesus' plan to wash his feet. Jesus does not rebuke him, but he does insist, for he knows what is to come. As we prepare to lay down our burdens before God in confession, we place our trust in God's desire to know us and to be with us. As we enter into the sacred story of John's gospel, let us take a few moments to notice our feet. Take off your shoes, if you wish. Wiggle your toes. Plant your feet firmly on the ground. As you experience these sensations, as you are grounded in your own body, in this time and space, I invite you to consider the wonder of God who meets us not only from on high, but also kneeling at our feet.
Now with the confidence of children of God, let us join together in the prayer of confession. Merciful God, we confess that so often our discipleship has been weak. When we have failed to serve as Jesus served, forgive us. When we have failed to love one another as Jesus loves us, forgive us. When we have been happy to proclaim our devotion to Jesus with our lips, and then we have denied him by our actions, forgive us. Merciful God, empower us by your spirit to be steady and true to you in every time of trial. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Jesus said, I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. And having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The good news, therefore, is this. In Jesus Christ, we all are loved. In Jesus Christ, we all are forgiven. Thanks be to God. I come with joy, a child of God, forgiven, loved, and free.
Good evening, church. My name is Lisa Burns. Please receive this reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 13, verses 1 through 17, and I'll be reading from the Common English Bible version. You may remain seated. Now before the festival of Passover, Jesus knew his hour had come to depart from the world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put it into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. And during supper, Jesus, knowing the Father, had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe, and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around them. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, you do not know now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, you will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, one who is bathed does not need to wash except for the feet, but is entirely clean. And you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who was about to betray him. For this reason he said, not all of you are clean. After he had washed their feet, put on his robe, and returned to the table, he said to them, do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Very truly, I tell you, servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. With simple elements and simple acts, Jesus flipped the scripts of power to bring about new possibilities for God's love in the world. Before his betrayal and death, Jesus touched his followers and sealed their connection. Jesus taught us to wash one another's feet so that we might witness each other's goodness and be made clean. Through the waters of baptism, God claims us as God's own and marks the calling for our lives onto our bodies. Together, we will remember our baptisms tonight. But first, friends, let us pray. God who poured forth water, God who formed each one of us, 
we give you thanks for the sacrament of baptism. Allow the cool drip of water on our bodies to bring us closer to you so that we might live as your people with justice, kindness, and humility. As we remember your promises to us, renew in us a heart of compassion for others and help us recognize your presence in all whom we meet. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you are at home this evening, we invite you to get a bowl of water and a towel and to dip your hands into the bowl and slowly and carefully wash them, feeling the beauty of your hands. If you wish to mark uh, your forehead with the sign of the cross, do so, and then dry your hands on the towel. If you are with others, we encourage you to wash one another's hands and then to dry them. Here in the sanctuary this evening, for anyone who desires, we invite you to come forward during the music and to have water poured onto your hands in the basins by Pastor Donna and I. We invite you to wash your hands under the water and feel their beauty and to mark the sign of the cross on your forehead if you desire. And then afterwards to take a cloth that is in a basket and dry your hand and there are baskets on the floor that you can drop your towels into. We invite you to come forward as you are led.
Please receive this second reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 13, verses 33 through 35. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You should also love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all hearts be acceptable and pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. We are gathering in community today on Maundy Thursday, the night which begins the three high holy days of the Christian year and which is familiar, but perhaps undefined. The word mandi comes from the Latin word mandatum, which means command or order. And it's where we get the English word mandate. That word mandi or command is specifically referencing moments Jesus shared with his closest followers uh, the evening before he was crucified where Jesus gives them a new commandment, 
that they love each other, saying, just as I have loved you, so you must also love each other. This is how everyone will know that you are my disciples when you love each other. Many of of us know this story deeply, and we may be navigating complex mix of emotions tonight as we embody Jesus's actions through our ritual remembrances. This was a special night, a night nestled between the crowds who shouted Hosanna just days before, and the masses of people who gathered for Jesus's trial the following day. This was a week filled with a lot of people, noise, energy, and excitement, except for this Thursday moment of intimacy. For this quiet moment is about you and me and every one of us throughout time and place who Jesus invites to be washed, to be served, and to be loved fully in all our vulnerability. Tonight's liturgy holds before us a choice like no other liturgy in the church year. That choice is about vulnerability, intimacy, and love. It is, in some ways, more challenging, more real, more bodily than many of us may be comfortable with. Most days it's pretty easy to come to church. We sing, we pray, we listen to scriptures and sermons, and then we go to lunch with our family and friends. We can too easily forget the challenge, the risk, the vulnerability and the intimacy required when we live in community with one another. Our embodied remembrances tonight are different, inviting us each once again to a community of reciprocal care as we wash one another's hands and share in Christ's table. But perhaps tonight is not as different as we think. The risk and the intimacy of the agape love that Jesus models is present with us every day of the year. Our intentional remembrances tonight are invitations to pause among beloveds, sitting with one another in humility, strengthened by the knowledge that we are all seen and loved by God. I don't know about you, but sometimes it's easier for me to give love than to receive it. Accepting the love of others can leave us feeling exposed. It can seem easier to erect walls around us, hiding our vulnerabilities and never leaving our hearts defenseless. In remembering how Jesus loved and was loved by others, Lutheran pastor and public theologian Nadia Boltz Weber once wrote, we don't talk about that one very much the way in which Jesus was loved. We speak of how he showed love, gave love, was love. 
But what about the way in which he received love? Beloveds, Jesus too was dearly loved by his friends. He spent as much time as possible with Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. And when Lazarus died, Jesus wept with grief, even knowing that Lazarus' death was not the end of his story. Jesus openly receives love when Mary anoints his feet with oil and washes them with her hair. He readily receives care from benefactors who support his ministry. The new commandment Jesus gives us today on Maundy Thursday is about loving other people, yes. And maybe this commandment is also about being open to receiving and accepting love in return. As much as we would prefer to maintain our sense of control, hiding our vulnerabilities and masquerading as self-sufficient people who give to other people but do not ourselves need assistance, we are deeply interdependent beings in need of love and care. I think about the many outreach opportunities beloveds in our community engage in, serving refugee families, volunteering in the thrift shop or the tutoring program, assisting those with food insecurity in the food bank, serving in non-traditional decolonized mission trips, to name just a few. This congregation knows how to love people extraordinarily well. And when it would be easy to give our love without ever thinking that those we serve have anything to offer us. Yet our mandate this evening and all days is to love one another as Jesus loves, fully, openly, intimately receiving love in return. As podcaster and professor Kate Bowler reminds us, the agape love of Jesus does not always make sense. It sits next to betrayers. It washes the feet of backstabbers, breaks bread with the disloyal, and shares a cup with double dealers. In the complicated fullness of his love, one by one, Jesus kneels on the floor in front of each disciple. One by one, the water of his love washes over the feet of each disciple. No one is left out. Not Judas, known by Jesus to be the one who he will be betrayed, nor Peter, who at first refuses Jesus' act of service. Not the ones who say nothing. Everyone is washed. All are loved. All are served and are invited to receive Jesus' simple yet profound act of love. This is the way of Christ, the way of love. It is a choice not just for tonight, 
but for every day and every night, not just in this space, but in our world. Jesus chose to love, friends, not some, but all. And that is the choice before us. We cannot choose to love only the people we like, those we think deserve our love, those who look, think, or act like us. We cannot exclude others from this love on a condition of where they've been or where they may be going. It's all or nothing. If we don't love everyone, we love none. And we can't love others if we are not open to receiving love ourselves. That is the example and the commandment Jesus sets before his disciples and us. Friends, instead of focusing on Jesus only wanting us to love others, may we also remember that we too are the others whom Jesus wants to receive love. Let us love one another and let us receive love. May it be so. Amen. of our world is groaning with injustice and destruction, we are invited to turn to God and one another. We are not meant to carry the struggles of the world alone, and so in a spirit of collective embrace, may we share together in prayer for all that troubles our hearts. 
In the next few moments, I'll offer four petitions and I invite us to share our joys, our concerns that are both for ourselves and also for the community and the world. When you hear the question, for what or for whom do we pray, I invite you to offer your prayer aloud. And after each petition, I'll offer the words, God, hear our prayers. At the end of the four petitions, I will offer a communal prayer. Let us pray. Loving God, this evening we pray for all of the bodies in suffering, deprived of resources, withheld from care, or made into targets of violence. Friends, for what or for whom do we pray? O God, hear our prayers. Gracious God, we pray for all whose spirits are in despair, those who are facing loss or grief, those who are isolated, or those struggling to accept their own worth. Friends, for what or for whom do we pray? O God, hear our prayers. Transforming God, we pray for all the ways power is wielded over communities and individuals, for those living under oppressive forces, for the temptation towards complicity with injustice, and for the ways the church sometimes uses you, O God as a weapon rather than a tool for healing and liberation. Friends, for what or for whom do we pray?
Oh God, hear our prayers. Ever-present loving God, we pray for the beauty that grows around us, relationships that transform and sustain us, and beauty that fosters love and connection. Friends, for what or for whom do we pray? Oh God, hear our prayers. God among us, when we cry out for justice, you hear us. When we fall on our knees, you witness us. When we lean into your comfort, you hold us. When we lose our way, you guide us. Hear our prayers. Stay with us here as we seek your way toward hope and wholeness. We name, O God, that at times it is hard to stay loving in the face of cruelty, neglect, and harm. Yet, even when Jesus knew his friends would betray and abandon him, he showed us how to center our whole selves in your love, instead of the hatred of people and the injustice of systems of power. May we go and do likewise, as Jesus calls us to do, so that our love for others will be a testimony to all you have done in our lives. Through the life and ministry of Jesus, you taught us how to love fiercely, how to honor one another fully, and how to serve with humility and kindness. Through grace, you join us together as one body, be with us today and every day as we seek to pour out love as disciples of Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen.
Friends, we invite you into our Liturgy of the Great Thanksgiving that is abbreviated this evening. Uh, and we invite you at home to join us with elements uh, that you find in your kitchen or pantry. God of all time and all creation, we thank you for your work in our world. All that we have done and all that we are come from you. Most of all this night, we thank you for Jesus Christ, for the most faithful and righteous life that he lived, for the journey he made during this week that we celebrate from exalted king to crucified Lord, and for the meal that he shared with his disciples before he was killed, where he revealed and shared his full self with those who cared for him. Be present with us now by the power of your spirit that once again this meal might be a chance for us to share in the life, death, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. We come to this table tonight remembering the one where Jesus gathered with his friends the night he was betrayed. We remember how he took bread, gave thanks, and gave it to his disciples, saying, take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. As often as you eat of it, remember me. Again, we remember how Jesus took the cup when the supper had ended, gave thanks to God, and told his friends, drink from this, all of you. It is the cup of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins and wholeness of life. As often as you drink it, remember me. Send now, O God, your Holy Spirit on these gifts of bread and cup and on all who will receive them. Strengthen us by this meal for the journey ahead that we might continue to walk with Christ along the road of his passion and death as we await his rising on Easter and the fullness of new life. Through Christ, who shares this table with us, even now we pray, amen. Amen. Friends, this is Christ's table and all are invited. Uh, this evening we have bread and gluten-free bread and juice, grape juice. You're invited to come forward and receive a portion of bread to dip it in the cup and to consume it. If for any reason you would not like to receive communion but would like to receive a blessing, we invite you to just come forward with your arms across your chest and the pastors will offer a blessing. Friends, table is set and all are welcome.
together, Lord Jesus, you have given us a new commandment that we should love one another even as you love us. So now send us out to do just that in your name and for the sake of your gospel. Amen. Amen. My friends, the service ends tonight with the stripping of the altar. One final ritual for the evening as we prepare ourselves to continue the journey with Jesus through his passion, his death, and ultimately his resurrection. The service will end in silence.
as we depart this evening. Remember Jesus, who in giving and receiving love, bent down low enough to wash his disciples' feet and gave a new commandment to love one another. Go now and do as Christ commands. Amen.